0: hey there podcasters i decided to pop on today so i could be a blessing to you i was sitting here finishing up some homework and i had meditated on these scriptures uh last night and mid-morning and again this afternoon and jumped back into it momentarily as one of my sisters in christ had given me a call in the middle of some homework and we had been going over some things and i said you know what I'm just going to pop on here and bless my listeners on today. So without further ado, we're just going to jump right into it. I'm not even going to be before you long, but I just felt like I needed to pop on really quick to be a blessing to you um, on today. I'll be coming out of Acts 28. I'll be coming out of the book of Acts 28. I'll be reading the whole chapter, verses one through 10. And if I had to title this thing on today, it would be called, You Were Made For This. Let me say that again for somebody that's out there that might be wondering you know, what's going on in their life. Why, are, why is the situation happening in a particular manner? God wants you to know that you are made for this. So today's title is, You Were Made For This. Whatever situation you found yourself in, whatever the predicament is, you were made for this. You're going to come out victorious. You're going to come out as an overcomer because that's what God said that you are. You don't even have to worry about it. I don't care how the situation looks. All you need to rest on is the fact that you were made for this. So we're going to jump right into Acts twenty. I'm going to read it. This is a lot of scripture. So I just want you to be patient and stay with me. I don't know if you're cooking, if you're driving, but just listen to the scriptures. Again, the title is called, You Were Made for This. Once we were safe on shore, we learned that we were on the island of Malta. The people of the island were very kind to us. It was cold and rainy. So they built a fire on the shore to welcome us and warm us. As Paul gathered an armful of sticks and was laying them on the fire, a poisonous snake driven out by the heat fastened itself onto his hand. The people of the island saw it hanging there and said to each other, a murderer, no doubt, thou he escaped the sea. Justice will not permit him to live. But Paul shook off the snake into the fire and was unharmed. The people waited for him to swell up or suddenly drop dead. But when they had waited a long time and saw no harm had come to him, they changed their minds and decided he was a god. Near the shore where they had landed was an estate belonging to Publius, the chief official of the island. He welcomed us courteously. And fed us for three days. As it happened, Publius's father was ill with fever. And Paul went in and prayed for him. And laying his hands on him, he healed him. Then all of the other sick people on the island came and was cured. As a result, we were showered with honors. And when the time came to sail. People put on board all sorts of things we could need for the trip. Okay, so I'm going to give you a bit of a backdrop on what was happening as to why Paul ended up on the island of Malta. Now, if you want to get all the details, you'd have to go a chapter back to chapter 27, which talks about Paul being shipwrecked. And, um, without taking up too much time, I'll try to, uh, skip through the details of it and just give you just the meat of how Paul ended up on this Island. So anyhow, they, had, the, these sailors had set sail with Paul in as a prisoner. Now, Paul had given them the advice not to set sail during this particular time. Now, during this particular time of the season was not prime time to sail. However, of course, they decided to disregard Paul's advice and to set sail anyways. And they had their own plan as to how they were going to get to their final destination. And they were going to uh, lay out the plans in such a way that they thought they could dodge uh, the bad weather. But to make a long story short, they didn't dodge the bad weather and they ended up becoming shipwrecked. Now, Paul had received revelation from um, God prior to and told them they probably shouldn't set sail he had given them some advice but they disregarded it so now in the middle of this storm um it's it's beginning to get turbulent and they recognize that things aren't going the way that they uh, initially thought and they find themselves running aground on uh in the middle of the ocean so when they run aground the ship is now basically wrecked because you know if a ship is running aground it's um depending on how the ship is going to hit that uh ground grounding piece in the middle of the ocean it could it break a- potentially apart and that's what happened so this ship is now shipwrecked these uh sailors are now basically overboard and swimming to the nearest piece of land now i'm paraphrasing all the details that happened. And it's a lot of information that I'm bypassing. So you'd have to go to chapter 27 to understand all the details of what happened and as to how they um, got shipwrecked. Cause it's a lot of information that happens in the chapter before, but just to, to keep it short and until the point that they become shipwrecked. And when they become shipwrecked after running aground, uh, there is an Island that's close to them that, Some people end up getting to the island by swimming, the strong swimmers, and then some people end up getting to the island by hanging on to the pieces that are left of the ship. And now the scene that we're at is they are now safely ashore. Now it's about, I believe, 276 sailors total, that's sailors and prisoners, that end up finding themselves on the island of uh, Malta because the ship is now destroyed. So that's kind of where we're at inside of this story. They're on the shore of Malta, and that's how chapter 28 starts. And it's cold and it's raining, and Paul has now built a fire. So this fire is now built. You got to imagine this. I'm sure they are scared because I'm sure when this storm originally came, it wasn't like a A quick thing, I'm sure it was a building up of a storm, so they have that anticipation, that adrenaline flow that's been uh, pumping through their veins over the last uh, days or so, or even potentially weeks um, of the results of this storm, you know, are we going to die in this storm? You know, what should we do in this storm? So now the ship is finally wrecked, and they 're aboard land, and I 'm sure that they 're happy and, and they're rejoicing that they 're not dead, but at the same time it's cold it's rainy, and they 're probably wondering, you know so what 's going to happen next So in the middle of this, they 're all there in front of this fire, and Paul has an armful of sticks in verse. Uh, 28 and 3 and it says that he's laying the sticks on the fire now as he's laying the sticks on the fire you have to imagine this if there's a fire going a fire does what a fire produces heat so we're going to take this situation and this situation that paul is now in so he's moved from one Turbulent situation of being on the water to another turbulent situation with now, even though the situation has progressively somewhat gotten better, he's still in an isolated place, not knowing what uh the end is going to be, but he's making the best of it by making a fire and trying to make the situation that he's currently in. Is, um, is, is best as uh situation as he could. So he, he has this fire going and when the fire is going, it says a poisonous snake is driven out by the heat. So as this fire is going, somehow this fire has caused the snake to jump out and bite Paul. And this snake, it says it fastens itself To Paul's hand. And I can kind of see this. So the heat is going, and all of a sudden, the snake jumps out because the snake cannot tolerate the heat that's being uh, coming from the fire. So now the snake has himself fastened to Paul's hand. And the people of the island are observing this, so I could imagine the people of the island have first seen a bunch of people coming in swimming in uh coming in on uh broken pieces of a vessel um, onto their island, so I'm sure they're they're kind of like wondering like what is going on here, what has happened to to these people and they they're probably like speculating trying to figure out what uh what has happened. That would cause these people to now be ashore on the island of Malta. And and as they're observing and allowing the situation to pro- progress, then all of a sudden a uh, snake jumps out and fastens its hand to one of the, the people that they see that has, has come from the sea that it's this person is now being bit. So I'm also I'm thinking about all these different parameters that's going on in uh, the people's minds at this point. So they're looking at Paul, trying to figure out. Okay, I don't know Paul or any of these people from a can of paint. They show up from the middle of the ocean. Some swimming, some on broken pieces of the vessel, and then now they've started this fire here and a snake has bitten them, but why would a snake bite them? So, you know, is is this snake biting them because they've done something? Because when you read in verse four, it says the people of the island saw it hanging from, saw it hanging there instead to each other. So they're, they're seeing the snake hanging from Paul's hand. And this is how, what they interpretate the situation to be. A murderer, no doubt. Thou, he escaped the sea Justice will not permit him to live. How, how many of you know that when a person or people sometimes observe something happening to you, a situation, they uh, make their own judgment as to why that situation is happening to you? Um, based on whatever limited knowledge that they have. Um, And that's what's happening here. They are observing Paul. They don't know him. They're not uh, being enlightened by God. They are just taking a quick observation in their own flesh of why Paul is being bit. And their observation is that, okay, he is a murderer. And the sea didn't kill him, but now justice is not allowing him to escape. That, That has to be, why this snake has bit him. And so verse five says, but Paul shook off the snake into the fire and wasn't harmed. So Paul is, is there and I can see this. He's now shaking the snake off and the snake falls into the fire. Now the keep in mind that the snake was driven out to bite Paul by the fire. So under pressure, under certain conditions, this snake was driven out To perform this act so people can see it. Now, what I I take from that is that sometimes we can find ourselves in a situation that's specifically designed to create a certain effect, to drive certain things out, to produce a result so people can see it, so that you can see the hearts of the people. That's what I'm taking out of this so that you can see the hearts of the people. God don't need to see the hearts of the people because God already knows the hearts of the people. He's already searched the hearts of the people. But sometimes we don't know the hearts of the people. So what this situation does is it allows for Paul to see the hearts of the people. First, they see him. They think of him one way. Then now he gets bit by a snake. They think of him another way. Now, stay with me, because in verse six um when he shake verse 5 he shakes the snake off the snake falls into the fire stay with me now and in verse 6 it says this the people waited for him to swell up or so- suddenly drop dead but when they had waited a long time and saw no harm come to him now how many of you know that sometimes when a situation happens to you people observe the situation they see the effects or or they wait for the effects of the situation to produce a particular result that they think should happen to you because of what they see in the natural. Catch that now. They see a situation that happens to you. They're in their flesh and they're viewing it from a perspective that they think the result should be a certain way as to how that situation should be happening to you. And they sit there and they watch. And instead of them stopping to help you, because I don't see in this verse where any of the people stop to say, you know what, you got bit by a snake. Let me try to help. They, it says in verse six, the people waited for him to swell up. So they sat and waited for the situation to become difficult. Who does that? Who does that? Who sees a situation happen to you And then instead of jumping in to help you, they sit back and they wait for the situation to progressively get worse for you to die in the situation. Because it says in verse six, I'm not making that up. It says the people waited for him to swell up or suddenly drop dead. They're waiting for him to die. I don't see uh, the scripture. Don't read in six that the people jumped up to help Paul, uh, after he shook the snake off in the fire. It don't say that people ran to Paul to see if he was okay. It says the people waited for him to swell up or suddenly drop dead. So they was waiting for the situation to progressively become worse. Now, if you find yourself around people who see that you are in a difficult situation and they're waiting for the situation to become worse, then you need to stop reassess do a course correction and ask yourself what types of people have you surrounded yourself with what are the hearts of the people that surrounded around you why are they seeing that you're in a difficult situation and they aren't doing something to help you in the situation why did the people wait for him to swell up and suddenly drop dead Let's keep going. It says, but when they had waited a long time and then on top of the people that could be potentially observing you. Now we're talking about Paul, but we're also talking about you, my listeners, finding yourself in a challenging situation that, uh, People, instead of stopping to help you, they are watching you to see if the situation is going to progressively get worse. And then as they wait for it to progressively get worse, they sit and wait, not for a short period of time, the scriptures say, but when they had waited a long time, which means they are observing you in this challenging situation for a long period of time. They're well aware that you need help. They're well aware that you're suffering in a difficult situation, or at least they perceive that you're suffering in a difficult situation. Because when we finish getting to the end of this, I'm going to show you how this situation is designed to show them that God's going to keep you, even though they could have jumped in to help you. But it really don't matter because in the beginning, as I told you, you were made for this anyways. You're going to be okay anyways, whether anybody decides to help you or not. So while they're sitting around spectating, waiting for things to get bad for you, waiting for things to progressively get worse for you, and they have already uh, counted Joe' obituary finished and closed the book on you, God has a surprise on the other side of through for them And for you, the blessing for them is that they're getting ready to see God high and lifted up in your life and see how this isn't even going to harm you. They're getting ready to see how this situation right here. You was made for this. This difficult situation is the situation where you rise to the occasion. This kind of situation that you you even thought you wouldn't gonna make it through. But I'm here to tell you on today you were made for this. You're getting ready to walk out of this just as just as it's like you didn't even take a, a a breath. You didn't even bat an eyelash at it. You're gonna be quite all right. Matter of fact, this situation it is good that it happened to you because it happened to you to make you wiser. It happened to you to for you to discover what God had put in you. Let's keep on going with this. Cause see, I'm excited on today to tell you that you were made for this, to tell you, you know what? God's not done with you yet. That He has an awful lot of work that he has to get out of you. He's put an investment in you. It says he's put this thing in earthly vessels. What he means with that is that he's put this anointing, this awesomeness when he blew his breath in us to make us a moving and living being. That breath is uh, an expression of him. You think he's just going to let you roll over and die? No, God still has work for you. You're going to have to take it, shake it off and get back to work. God has work for you. You're going to be a blessing to somebody else. Let's keep on moving through the scripture. It says the people waited. I'm at 28 and six. The people waited for him to swell up and suddenly drop dead. But when they had waited a long time, I want you to, to look at yourself and say when they had waited a long time. When they had waited a long time and saw no harm come to him, they changed their minds and decided he was a God. How many of you know that after they have waited a long time after you while they're waiting a long time and after you have suffered a little while, God's going to bring you out. God's going to show you what he's put inside of you, because sometimes we don't know. All that God has placed inside of us. Sometimes we don't know the hidden potential on the inside. Sometimes God has to put us in a heated situation and tap on the potential that He's placed in the inside of us because we would keep it dormant. God says, No, I place that thing in earthly vessels. That awesome thing that can bless you, that awesome thing that can bring another person out by just mere observation of it. I place that thing in earthly vessels. Let me tell you, the people on Malta are observing Paul remember I told you they wash up on the shore so you got to see this in your mind we got 276 sailors washing up on shore Paul starts the fire the fire starts it's heated and the snake is driven out the snake is driven out because the fire is too hot for it bites Paul they're looking like wait a minute y'all showed up on the scene nobody don't know who y'all is y'all probably should be dead but y'all not dead and then you get bit, it's probably because you were supposed to die in the sea, but you just happened to make it up here. Now the snake bit you because you're supposed to really be dead. Paul shakes the snake off. They're sitting there watching instead of helping, they wait a long time observing what's going to happen. Those same situations happen to us every day. People spectating, people observing, people on the phone talking about the situation instead of helping the situation. People write emails about the situation. People tweeting about the situation. People on Facebook about the situation. People DM and on Instagram about the situation. People on Facebook sending messages about the situation. But no one's helping the person in the situation. You say, well, I don't have no contact with them, so I can't help them. Oh, you can help by prayer. It's through prayer, fasting, and supplication. You can pray for them to help them in the situation. When I read the scriptures, the people waited for him to swell up and die. They're expectation was bad. They had an expectation that Paul wasn't going to make it out of this. Their perspective of the situation was wrong. They was looking at this from a negative perspective. We have to make sure that we check the people that are around us. If their perspective is negative of us, if their perspective is negative, how would we expect them to speak life to us if they have a negative perspective? They can't speak life if they're already thinking death. That's a devil. Come on now. That's a devil-minded man. And a devil-minded man is what? Unstable in all his ways. How you going to be around a devil-minded man and think he going to speak life to your situation? Come on now. It's time out for that. Come on. It's time out. How is a devil-minded man going to be a blessing to you? Come on. It's time out. You need to say, "Come on, friend. Let me help you make a decision. You either on my team or not on my team. You either praying for me or not." Let's get back into the scriptures. This says they waited a long time and saw no harm come to him. They changed their minds and decided he was a God. So for for a minute, they they said he was supposed to die. The snake has got him because he he had escaped fate. And now he's a God because he's not dead because they waited a long time and watched. But this is where I say God is more than amazing because the people that are spectating and they have this preconceived notion of what's going to happen to you, they have a preconceived notion that, you know what? If I don't give this person this, they're going to lose their house. Or if I don't do this, they're going to lose their marriage. If I don't do this, they're going to be evicted. If I don't bless them, they're not going to get the job. If I don't vouch for them, they're not going to get the car. If I don't be a reference whatever the case may be, they think they can hold up your blessing. But I'm here today to tell you that the devil is a liar and an accuser of the brethren. Nothing's gonna hold up what God has for you because your name is on it. If God said it's yours, it's yours. No one can make a heaven or hell for you. If God said it belongs to you, it belongs to you. Do not give man that kind of power over you. I need you to step back take a saw and understand that God who he puts up, he takes down. God can make you the head or he can make you the tail. It's up to him to do the deciding. He decides who's going to get what. And if he says yes, it don't matter. Can't no man say no. If God opens the door, that door will stay open until God decides to close it. See, we get this thing confused. We think that man has too much power. He, man don't have no power unless God give it to him. All authority belongs to God. And all authority that's in place has been in place by God. That's why we must respect authority and submit to authority because all authority has been given by God. Oh, come on now, do it don't let me have to take you back to the basics and put you back on milk don't get confused here I told you in the beginning of this you were made for this this situation is not gonna break you it's not gonna uh, shake you it ain't gonna take you out of your mind get up off the couch quit crying about the situation quit crying about uh whether or not you're gonna get the job back you were made for this God is making you press in to be more intimate with him he has has something to tell you he has a secret to whisper to you he has a blessing that requires you to dig in with your heels to get it see look at what Paul does in the middle of a trying situation and in this situation where Paul ought to bless you because Paul just came from being shipwrecked this wasn't some random situation this wasn't no little uh, mediocre situation he was shipwrecked so he's shipwrecked Now on the island, now getting bit by a snake. You know how it happens when it rains and what? It pours one thing after another. You know the conversations we have on the phone with our friends. You know what? Child, one thing happened and and then another thing happened and, and then another thing happened. And that's what's going on with Paul. He is shipwrecked. Now a snake didn't bit him. Think about how he's feeling. He's probably like... What in the world? I just got shipwrecked now. A snake is biting me. Now the people around me that seem like they was very nice when we first got to the island ain't even helping me. And they see I just got bit by a snake. They just staring at me. Is somebody going to help me? Is somebody going to pray for me? Is somebody going to lay hands on me? Is somebody going to go try to help me get the venom out of my hands? somebody going to do something? Come on now. Instead of spectating, I could have done that for myself. I could have looked at my hand after the snake bit me and just stared at it and, and let it swell up and, and see if I was going to die myself. Come on now. Oh, you know how we do. But when nothing happened, because when the people continue to watch your life, And you continue to trust God and pull close to him because, like I said, you were made for this situation. It's not going to break you. You're more than a conqueror. You're an overcomer. And they continue to watch your life and they think what should happen when it don't happen. They're going to be like, wait a minute. God must really be in his life. God must really be in her life because that situation should have killed her. See, Paul's snakebite should have killed him. Your situation should have killed you. The loss of your job should have took you out. Your husband leaving you should have hurt you. It should have took you out. Your wife decided she want to up and go should have killed you. The people telling you they don't need you on the praise team no more, that should have hurt you. That Your job packing up and going away should have hurt you. Those things should have killed you. But God said, not so. You were made for this. See, let's go into 28 verse 7. It says near the shore where we landed was an estate, an estate belonging to Publius. Now, Paul has shooken the snake off. He ain't dead. And they're noticing near the shore where they originally came in at. There's a huge estate. So that means there's this huge house there. Could be multiple houses. We don't know. And it belongs to Publius, the chief official of the island. So this is basically the owner of the island. He's the person running the island. He's the man you got to go to if you need something done. He's the person that you say, you know what? Tell your people to talk to my people. He's that man. You got to talk to his people when you get on the island because he runs the island. He's the man. Publius Estate. It says clearly the, they landed where they landed was an estate belonging to Publius, the chief of the island. He welcomed us courteously and fed us for three days. So he, they, Publius, he, he has, it sounds like he has resources. He has an estate. So it don't look like Publius is in lack. It looks like Publius is good off. And it says, as it happened, Publius's father was ill. So get this. So this situation just happened to Paul. Now we need to, I need you to get a clear picture of this. Paul was shipwrecked gets on the island, gets bit. So one thing after the other, he got spectators around him, don't help him. One minute they on his team, one minute they off his team. One minute he need to die, the next minute he's a god. So he's dealing with all this, what I call uh, background noise, in the background, um, trying to figure out, and I'm sure he's thinking in his mind, how am I going to get off this island because I'm supposed to be headed to Rome. How how am I going to get off of here? What's going to happen? But in the middle of all this, There's the chief of the island who's trying to bless him and give him three days of comfort in the middle of the disaster that just happened. So it says Publius welcomed him courteously and fed him for three days. I'm at 28 verse 20. I'm at chapter 28, verse eight. For those that are just coming on, you can jump right in with me. I'm in the book of Acts. Chapter 28, verse 8. It says, as it happened, Publius' his father was ill with a fever. Paul went in and prayed for him and laying his hands on him, he healed him. Then all the other people who were sick on the island came and were cured. As a result, we were showered with honor. And when the time came to sail, people sat on board sent on board all sorts of things um, that they needed to set sail. Now, the reason that this story becomes very interesting, and I said you were made for this, because all the issues and trials that Paul went through, he still had to shake it off and get back to work. He had to shake it off, refocus, and continue on what God had him to do. See, he could have let the people distract him. He could have let the shipwreck distract him. He could have let the snake bite distract him. He could have let the friends who didn't believe in him distract him from the appointment that he had at Publius's house to heal his father. He could have let his spirit become so vexed that when it was time to have that interaction with Publius's father and it was time for him to lay hands on him, he could have been so vexed that he just wasn't censored enough to do the will that God had uh, uh, sent him there to do. He didn't allow that to happen. And that's what I need to uh, tell you on today. You were made for this. Paul was made for that situation. He was made to deal with a shipwreck. He was made to deal with a snake coming out of the heat of the fire and biting him. He was made to deal with fickle people. He was made to deal with all these difficult situations being compounded. You know, when I remember I said, Oh, it's one thing after the other. See, one thing after the other is going to allow you to rise to the occasion and then when one thing after the other happens as long as you keep your eye on God and trust God when God sends that situation in after that one thing after the other happens you're not going to miss it because you were made for this you were made for this you're not distracted by the situations in your own life you're going to be able to be used by God he can trust you in a difficult situation because I'm giving you a head start and I'm telling you you were made for this you're gonna be okay paul was okay he was okay the shipwreck didn't kill him the snake didn't kill him the fickle people didn't get his mind and his thought process distorted off of the call he shook off the snake and he got back to work the work that god had intended for him from the very beginning which was at publius's house to heal publius's father so that publius's father can be able to see God high and lifted up through Paul. And because Paul stayed on focus, Paul stayed on target. God was able to use Paul and Paul was able to be blessed. And he was able to get back on to uh target to get him to where he originally was uh ordained to be, which was wrong because if my memory and the scripture served me correctly and Verse 10, it says, as a result, and this is as a result, once he did the work, once he shook off the snake, got back focused, gets to Publius's house, it says, Paul went in, prayed for him, and laying his hands on him, he healed him. Then all the other people who were sick on the island came and was cured.